Hey, players, it's time to grab your tea and have a seat. Let's discuss politics, crime, celebrity gossip, investigative reporting. Welcome to The Real Tea with Double D on GSMC Podcasting Network, where I am black and the news is always petty as hell. But it's accurate. Hey, players. Welcome to a brand new episode of The Real Tea with Double D. Of course, I'm your girl, Double D. And we are here live on Facebook, YouTube, and Tickety Talk. So excited to be with you all tonight to record a brand new episode. Although it's going to start off very somber because we do have to talk about the breaking news of the night. So I hope everyone is doing okay out there. Just want to say hey to all my family out there on TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook world. Thank you guys for joining me. Also, you ones out there on uh, podcasting in podcasting world, thank y'all for joining me every single week downloading. I really appreciate that. I appreciate y'all riding and flying with your girl, even though she is a bit sporadic lately, but we are not going to get into the woe is double D because there that's no way to be, honey. We're just going to go ahead and get into some tea. So y'all go ahead and grab y'all cups. Although this first, you know, we got to talk about the breaking news of the night. I'm pretty sure if you're following me on Facebook, Instagram, um, any of those places you've seen that there has been, uh, unfortunately, a very horrible a uh, mass shooting out in Lewiston, Maine. Um, as of right now, they're reporting that 22 people have been killed and dozens have been wounded out there in Maine. It is so very sad to hear. Um, this was breaking news maybe about an hour ago. And according to reports, the suspect is still at large. Now, I am looking on my screen here because I didn't want to give you guys any false information. But as of right now, I, this is the live feed that I have up on my phone. There, uh, That suspect is still not been captured. So let's get into um, the reports that we have coming out right now. So again, this occurred in Lewiston, and I could I could be saying Lewiston, Lewiston, Maine. Y'all know me, honey. I'll be messing up some stuff. But uh, Lewiston, Lewiston, Maine. Um, now, initially, they were saying that it was three locations. Now it has been um, brought down to just two locations, but they're within about four miles of each other. Just in time recreation, uh, which is, um, I think it's like a bowling alley now. I think it's called spare time recreation. And um, I think it's like a bowling alley and a couple of other things there. Um, and then Schmeggy's Bar and Grill is the other location. Now, I also heard, and I'm just going to tell you this because that did come out initially that it was also a third location at the Walmart Distribution Center. Now, again, that hasn't come out anymore, but that was an initial report that I saw. So I just want to give you guys a heads up just in case um, that is uh, accurate. Now, we don't know exactly what happened, what location it started at, what went on um, right now. Again, uh, they're reporting 22 people confirmed deceased and uh, dozens have been injured. This is a very small area 
um, with about 39,000 people. They have these people going to the central main healthcare, but they said that they are not equipped. So people in the area, because I was watching live feed on a local news station, they were um, airlifting some, I'm, I'm assuming, because there was helicopters, they were thinking that they were um, airlifting some of the uh, possible uh, victims or the people that were wounded. They were uh, airlifting some of these people because helicopters were in and out uh, of the hospital. So um, uh, they did say that this is a very small area. Now I'm going to go to a report here, uh, giving you guys a little bit more detail on um, just the little bit of information we have as of right now. I want to go straight now to an official in the town, Lewiston City Councilor Robert McCarthy. Uh, Mr. McCarthy, thank you for joining us. First of all, what is the latest that you are hearing about uh, the status of the suspect and, and the people who might be injured or dead in this incident? My understanding that they've uh, got a tentative identification of the shooter at the uh, bowling alley. Uh, confirmed 22 dead. Um, many, many more injured. They've set up uh, the National Guard Center as a uh, triage center. Uh, the two hospitals have called in every off-duty off staff member that they could to deal with this. Uh, we are a town of about 39,000. Uh, our uh, hospitals are not geared to handle this kind of uh, uh, shooting event. And uh, they're doing the best we can. The, we are blessed with one of the best police departments in the state, and I'm sure they're doing everything possible to find this shooter and uh, resolve this situation. And, and, sir, I heard you say 22 dead. We last reported 16. Yes. I just want to ask, uh, is that coming from the police or from other law enforcement that it is now that 22 was, dead? That was confirmed by the city administrator. And do you have a sense of how many are injured? Uh, the reports 60. online are 50 or 60 people injured. So when it comes to how you're... 50 or 60 people, uh, they are believing uh, wounded at several locations, again, including that local bowling alley. Now, this is the image that was first released of the suspect uh, by authorities in that bowling alley. Um, I did have to put an emoji over what he was holding at the time. This is the first uh, photo that was released by law enforcement, and they have confirmed the identity of this person as Robert Card. Um, he is 40 years old. He's a person of interest in connection with these shootings. Um, at Schmeggy's Bar and Spare Time Recreation. So they are looking for him. They say that a manhunt is underway for the person allegedly connected. They are also in um, looking for this vehicle. Um, at least this was earlier today. Not sure if they located it. I'm very sorry if they have. And that's been updated. I just haven't seen it. But this is the vehicle. Um, that This is a white, I believe it's a Subaru. And they were asking uh, for anybody to that recognizes this vehicle uh, to please contact the authorities. Um, they believe that the front front bumper may be painted black. 
So again, these incidents, uh, these this terrible, heinous tragedy occurred at what police are confirming at two locations, at least four miles from each other. This is an uh, area of around 39,000 people. Everyone is being treated at the Central Maine Health Care uh, Center. Uh, we have uh, 22 confirmed uh, casualties at this moment and 50 to 60 injured at this time. This is just absolutely horrible. Now, a little bit of background on this guy. They say that he was a, uh, a firearms instructor. Um, is what I read, and um, he is considered armed and dangerous. They say law enforcement is attempting to locate Robert Card. Birthday, April 4th, 1983, is a person of interest regarding the mass tragedy at Schmeggy's Bar and Spare Time Recreation this evening. Uh, Robert Card should be considered armed and dangerous. Please uh, contact law enforcement if you are aware of his whereabouts. They are asking for people in the Lewiston and the uh, Auburn, Auburn area to shelter in place. If you do see this person, do not approach. Call authorities as soon as possible so that they can go ahead and apprehend him as soon as possible. This is absolutely tragic. Once again, I'll show you that, uh, that vehicle that they may still be looking for at this time, that this suspect may be in. Of course, here at the Black Heart News, I'm sending my condolences out to the family and friends of the ones that have lost their lives. I'm hoping for a speedy recovery for all of the ones who were injured uh, during this horrible, horrible tragedy. I'm also hoping that this suspect is captured expeditiously so he can be uh, prosecuted to the furthest extent of the law. This is absolutely ridiculous. This is so tragic. And I'm also wishing healing for this community. When things like this happen, it, it just doesn't affect the, um, the, the, the people that were there in the vicinity or the first responders, it affects an entire community. So we have to keep that in mind and also keep them in our thoughts and uh, sending condolences out to everyone. This is just so very sad. I'm going to show you his photo again. There may be somebody out there that may see him. Uh, Robert Card, 40, uh, uh, 40 years old, and um, he's considered armed and dangerous. The last time they saw him, he was wearing a brown, looks like a hoodie, and uh, wearing black, like, cargo-style pants. You're asked to call authorities as soon as possible. If you see him, do not approach. He is considered armed and dangerous. All right, players, go ahead and grab your tea. We're going to go ahead and move on. If any breaking or new news comes out, I will be trying to keep an eye on this. If you guys see anything, please write it in the comments. I will update as I'm live here so that way we can have um, the, most, uh, the most accurate and update information available for anyone that may watch the playback of this. All right, players, y'all grab y'all tea, have a seat. Let's take a breather and we're going to go ahead and move on. All right, players. So the name of this episode, you know what? I really hate to lead to lead my podcast off or anything that I'm doing with such horrible news because it's always so hard to recover. Um, I 
I really hate these these types of things and I'm I'm, I'm having I, I don't like to talk about them I don't uh, like to it's just so tragic I, I just don't know what a person could be thinking I just don't I don't understand it and I don't understand why Congress won't do anything attempt anything to try to uh, to do something about these things and it's just it's just horrible to to even think of a person doing something like that and all of the people that were that all right players let's just try to move on here i'm gonna try my best so it's been 22 days 22 days later that's the name of this episode 22 days later in my spongebob squarepants episode voice since we had a house speaker and today the gqp actually succeeded in electing one i declare honey what a disgrace it took 22 days for the gqp to finally get their shit together if that's what you want to call it and elect mike johnson mm -mm -mm. mike johnson is a louisiana representative he uh comes from shreveport louisiana now if you're from louisiana you would call it shreveport that's what we call it down here in louisiana there is where he is from his wife actually <coughs> Excuse me. His wife actually is a school teacher. Well, was a school teacher that taught school not far from where I'm from. So, uh, yeah, he's from Shreveport, Louisiana. He is educated at Shreveport, Louisiana. His wife is from. Uh, she was educated at Louisiana Tech. Now, you would think, you know, with this guy coming from Louisiana, that I would be loud and proud about it and be as happy as a flea on a dog's ass to have Mike Johnson representing the state of Louisiana, but hunty, I am not happy as a flea on a dog's ass because he comes from, uh, he is a, a stark conservative, frumpy dump taint sniffer. And I, I mean, you know, there are conservatives that I can deal with and there are some that I cannot. And Mike Johnson is definitely one of those ones that I wouldn't be able to deal with. I'm, I'm actually ashamed that he is from the state of Louisiana because he actually sipped, uh, drank the frumpy dump Kool-Aid and got high when he got elected back in 2016 because uh, he is definitely a frumpy dump tank sniffer. So much so that he actually signed on to that um, that bullshit lawsuit that was brought by uh, Texas, the state of Texas, uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton, to over overturn the 2020 election results. He is definitely a frumpy dump ally. He supported objections to the Electoral College re results when Congress met to certify President Biden's presidential win on January 6th, the day a pro-Trump mob stormed the uh, Capitol seeking to overturn the results of the election. He also lobbied fellow House Republicans to support that Texas lawsuit seeking to overturn the election. Um, when when he uh, when he made his little announcement, honey, they asked him about that particular situation, and they told and and basically the Republicans behind him started booing. They was trying to uh, to hold him, uh, trying to cover that part up that he had actually done that, honey. But there is absolutely no way that they can cover up that Mike Johnson is a frumpy dump tank sniffer. He has taken up a frumpy dump um, in 2016 during the impeachment inquiry, saying that uh, during each of the impeachments, saying that it shouldn't have not have been done. Um, he's also the uh, he voted against the Violence Against Women's Act. 
He voted against the Women's Protection uh, Women's Health Protection Act. He voted against bipartisan legislation to codify same-sex marriage. He uh, authored the federal Don't Say Gay legislation, and he also co-sponsored legislation that would make it a felony for providers to perform gender-affirming care. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. But Mike Johnson is as happy as a flea on a dog's ass, honey, to be from Louisiana and to um, and to uh, make it all the way to House Speaker, which means that he's the, what is it, the third in line to the presidency? Y'all go, but I want y'all to take a listen to what Cory Booker had to say about the Democrats and what they plan to do going forward. From the very beginning of this Congress, House Democrats have been governing for the people. We continue to look forward to finding bipartisan common ground whenever and wherever possible. House Democrats will continue to partner with President Biden and Senate Democrats to put people over politics. House Democrats will continue to fight for lower costs, better paying jobs, safer communities, and to build an economy from the middle out and the bottom up and not the top down. House Democrats will continue to push back against extremism in this chamber and throughout the country. House Democrats will continue to protect Social Security, protect Medicare, protect Medicaid, protect our children, protect our climate, protect low-income families, protect working families, protect the middle class, protect organized labor, protect the LGBTQ community, protect our veterans, protect older Americans, protect the Affordable Care Act, protect the right to vote, protect the peaceful transfer of power, protect our democracy, and protect a woman's freedom to make her own reproductive health care decisions. So that's what Hakeem Jeffries had to say. If you, if I can say anything, it is uh, anything about Hakeem Jeffries, baby, he know how to make a speech, honey. He always make me smile a little bit every time, or he makes me laugh, or he makes me get angry with him. I like a person that can invoke that kind of emotion for me by just speaking to me. That's how President uh, Obama was for me. Like I always felt his emotion. That's the way I feel about uh, Hakeem. Every time he talks, I just. I just want to listen. You know what I'm saying? That's the way I felt about President Obama. Now, um, uh, Mike Johnson, now asked for his agenda. He said they have a full plate. And indeed they do because they have uh, until November 17th. So what's that? A couple of weeks until funding, uh, until they lose funding and they will uh, have another government shutdown. They also have to decide whether they're going to aid, send more aid to Ukraine and also send some aid to Israel. So they have a very big agenda indeed. So this is going to be a testament to his leadership. What is Mike Johnson going to do? I mean, in my opinion, anybody that is supported by the privileged pervert should have not gotten the job, but they voted him in, honey. 200 and I believe 20 Republicans voted for him. So it is what it is now. I guess and they celebrate and they happy as a flea on a dog's ass. Let's see how long they will be celebrating. I got a feeling. It won't be long. Go ahead and grab your tea and have a seat. We're going to go ahead and move on, honey, because y'all know 
we got to talk about the man of the hour. Frumpy to the motherfucking dump. I declare, honey, not 10K. <laughs> Uh, players, frumpy dump, frumpy dump, frumpy to the motherfucking dump. I declare it. What a disgrace. So frumpy dump is in court up there in uh, New York. Y'all know uh, Attorney General Letitia James is suing his ass for $250 million. Now, last week, that was just last week on October 20th, I believe it was, on October 20th, Frumpy Dump was fined $5,000 after finding that he did not take down a post disparaging the judge's law clerk, warning that future transgressions could bring more, uh, could bring far more sanctions, including jail. Um, it, 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 because Frumpy Dump got the tape, got the tape put on him. The judge uh, slapped the tape on him, gave him a gag order. So when he violated that gag order by not removing that post from the website, the judge hit him with a $5,000 fine. Well, baby, not even five days later, Frumpy Dump done violated the damn gag order again. <laughs> Yes, honey, it's true. Frumpy Dump violated the gag order, and baby, the judge was not happy. So he fined his ass 10K. Y'all go ahead and take a listen to Frumpy Dump out there violating the gag order. Now, this was a trial should have never been brought, but if we had a jury, it would have been fair, at least, even if it was a somewhat negative jury, because no negative jury was brought against me. But this judge will, because this judge is a very partisan judge with a person who's very partisan sitting alongside him, perhaps even much more partisan than he is. So uh, we are doing very well. The facts are speaking very loud. But he's a totally discredited witness. And you haven't seen anything yet. This goes on for a long time. But he's a totally discredited witness. Oh, Frump. You're so dumb. This man is dumbest to the dumb. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. So. That's what Frumpy Dump said out there. They was on the lunch break when he did this. Now, when he came back, the judge was pissed to the highest level of festivity. Now, I'm not sure if Attorney General Letitia James slipped him a note. I'm not sure how he found out that Frumpy Dump was out there flapping his gums again. But he found out, and baby, they say he called Frumpy Dump up there to testify. Now, when the judge, now, before he called Frumpy Dump up there to testify, he asked his attorneys who was Frumpy Dump talking about. And Frumpy Dump attorney said that he was talking about Michael Cohen. Well, baby, the judge did not believe that. So he said, you know what? I want to hear from Frumpy Dump myself. So he called Frumpy Dump Pampa, uh, stanking Pampa ass up there so he can. <laughs> called him up there so he could testify. I'm pretty sure that Pampa was just sagging, y'all. <laughs> So he scurried his ass on up there now. I'm sure he was stanking because he didn't stay up there for about three minutes. But the judge asked him who he was talking about. He said he was talking about Michael Cohen. But baby, the judge said, look, <laughs> I don't find you very credible. So the judge went ahead and, <laughs> and fined him uh, 
$10,000 uh, and said that, baby, you better stop doing this. If you don't stop doing it, you're going to get, it's going to be more harsh next time. Now, I don't know what, um, uh, I don't know what Fruppy Dup is going to do, but he better quit trying this judge, baby, because this judge is not ha having it. The judge said the idea that the statement will refer to the witness that doesn't make sense to me. Don't do it again or it will be worse, honey. And if you think this judge, that is not a threat, baby, that is a promise from the judge. So not even a week later, Frumpy Dump has already violated the gag order once again. Child, it is ridiculous and a hot boo-boo shitty mess. But we all expected it. In fact, if I had put any money on it, I would have won that money. I should have put me a couple thousand on there so I can get me something new. I declare... <laughs> <laughs> what a disgrace. But y'all know how I feel about Frumpy Dump. He did that shit. Guilty as He did that shit. He guilty as fuck. So they was in court today. Now, aside from that, Frumpy Dump's uh, arch nemesis, uh, uh, one of his arch nemesis anyway, uh, Michael Cohen was testifying today. Now, they said that today really would have been a good day for Frumpy Dump because they say that his, his attorney, Alina Hababa, has been doing the uh, cross-examination. And according to reports, because y'all know we don't have video of this, they say that she did did pretty good, even though her stupid ass wasn't didn't have a uh, the sense God gave a living to check the box that said, I would like to request a jury trial. She's the ones that are responsible for this, but I digress. But they say that she's doing a good job in making Michael Cohen seem not credible. In fact, they claim that she made Michael Cohen admit that he didn't tell the truth when he took the plea deal um you know in in relation to frumpy dump you know and the, the 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 lies and all this kind of stuff so they said that she actually did a pretty decent job but there were some times where uh they were yelling at each other and it was just a shit show on wheels but they did say that she made michael cohen seem like he was not credible like he was not being honest um she even asked frumpy dump outright i mean asked this man all right. Hey, do you like Frumpy Dump? Like, why did you say this on such and such day was something that he said? He said, baby, I do not like Frumpy to the motherfucking dump. Anybody knows that. So he did also, she did also get him to admit that as well. But that's really where the the focus should have been today, but it ended up being about Frumpy Dump receiving another damn fine for $10,000 because he can't keep his damn mouth closed. I mean, he has got to be the worst uh client that any attorney has ever had and if i was an attorney and i was looking at all of frumpy dunn's previous attorneys ended up becoming either becoming felons or having to take plea plea deals and be on probation for forever i mean i wouldn't I wouldn't want to be associated with him at all. I mean, Jenna Ellis didn't do anything further for her career. She's now doing pretty much the same thing I'm doing, a damn podcast. I mean, um, human skid Mark Giuliani, he's broke as a joke. He can't hardly keep an attorney. I think he's got another one today. Um, Sydney Powell, she ain't got the sense that God gave a lemon. She's broke as a joke, being sued all over the place. I mean, why would you want to continue to be this man attorney? And we all know, Frumpy Dump don't like to pay his bills, honey allegedly so this is ridiculous and a hot boo boo shitty mess but they continue and continue to allow frumpy dump to put them in these situations so i will never feel sorry for them i don't all right players y'all take a look at this head of the judge looking at frumpy dump like <laughs> bitch i don't believe you all right players y'all go ahead and grab your tea and have a seat because we got to scurry on to fulton county Baby, they say it's some more people that be, might be flipping. Welcome to Flippers. 
gone flip on the Blackheart News Channel. All right, players. So it's time for another brand new episode of The Apprehended, starring Frumpy to the Motherfucking Dump, filmed at Tyler Perry Studios and directed by a district attorney, Willis. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. So according to reports, honey, the Fulton County DA has discussed plea deals with at least six more Frumpy Dump co-defendants. <laughs> So there may be some more flippers down the pipeline. So according to this exclusive report, Fulton County prosecutors have discussed potential plea deals with at least six additional co-defendants charged alongside Frumpy to the motherfucking dump for attempting to subvert the 2020 presidential election. Uh, the strategy by District Attorney Willis office is clear. Get as many co-defendants as possible to flip on Frumpy Dump, leaving Frumpy Dump and perhaps a few close allies in the hot seat. I think that's going to be uh, Mark Meadows, but I digress. Uh, now, pro-Trump lawyer uh, Robert Cheeley is among those who have been offered a plea deal in Georgia case, but according to his lawyer, he turned it down. The man told CNN, the, the, the lawyer told CNN to say that we are currently in discussions with the district attorney's office would be an inaccurate representation of what is going on. They made us an offer some time ago and we declined. You big dummy. So former Coffee County, Georgia election supervisor Misty Hampton and former Frumpy Dump official, a campaign official Mike Roman have also been in contact with the DA's office about a possible deal. And CNN has also confirmed that three other defendants have also discussed potential plea deals with the Fulton County prosecutors, but agreed not to name them after sources expressed concerned, concerns about speaking about the case at this phase. A source with knowledge of the Fulton County District Attorney's strategy tells CNN that it would be open to discussing plea deals with anyone, but there is little room for compromise when it comes to charges against Frumpy to the motherfucking dump. To be clear, there is no indication that prosecutors or Frumpy Dump's Cracker Jackbox legal team are interested in discussing a plea deal. That's largely because any hypothetical proposal would be completely on District Attorney Willis's terms and would require Frumpy Dump to plead guilty to all charges he faces, effectively taking prospect of meaningful taking the prospect of meaningful negotiations off the table. The source with knowledge of the district attorney's strategy told CNN, Frumpy Dump has, of course, pled not guilty and denied any wrongdoing and continues to insist he won the 2020 election. So, so far, we have four people that have flipped on Frumpy to the motherfucking dump in that Georgia case. We have uh, Cheeseboro. We have uh, Jenna. I got farted on by human skid Mark Giuliani. Sydney, I see dead people when I look in the mirror pile and um, Scott Hall, that's the bail bondsman. So we have two, three attorneys and one bail bondsman that has flipped on Frumpy to the motherfucking dump. And it appears that District Attorney Willis is trying to get as many people to flip on Frumpy dump as possible. That way a little bit more pressure could be on him because 
I mean, if the more people you got to flip, the more people you got that could possibly testify that was involved or somewhere in some way intertwined in this entire conspiracy, because you can't tell one part of the story without telling the other. So now you got somebody that you got, uh, you got Sidney Powell, who was in on the legal stuff. You have, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, Cheeseboro that was in on it, you know, planning the whole uh, shebang. And then we got Jenna Ellis, who was also in on the attorney stuff. And we got Scott Hall, who was down there in Coffee County. So you got somebody from each one of these uh, deals, but we're going to need, we're going to need a few more. So I, I, I really want them to get, what's his name? Harrison Floyd. I really want them to get him. Now, as far as Trevon Cuddy, I, Trev, Trevin Cuddy, that's uh, Kanye West's former publicist. I don't think she's going to uh, flip, honey, because she was talking shit about uh, Jenna Ellis saying that she needed to return them frumpy dump tank sniffers money since so she went ahead and flipped on frumpy to the motherfucking dump. Honey, when I tell you it was a shit show on wheels, it was a shit show on wheels. Yes, it was. Baby, Trevon Cuddy was saying, Tre Trevin Cuddy was saying, look, Jenna Ellis, you done took that plea deal you need to go ahead and fark over them uh, fark over their money baby the taste never sent her two hundred and seventeen thousand dollars for her to punk out not even a month later i declare honey what a disgrace so this is going to be very interesting to see what comes out in the washington arrangement we also know that we have met mark meadows with a pending case and he's also allegedly and i got up air quotes uh flipped on frumpy dump as well taking a an immunity deal in that federal case with Jack Smith with the election subversion. So it's going to be very interesting to see what comes out in the Washington range. And I am on the edge of my seat. Frappy Dump has got a full calendar year uh, full of, uh, of of trials, honey. He's once again on the wrong side of the criminal justice system. But I'm going to go ahead and keep it a stack with you. I really want him to be a man of his word. Just the other night, this is what Frappy Dump had to say. Uh, on the stage, and this is what I want him to do. I am willing to go to jail if that's what it takes for our country to win and become a democracy again. It's a deal. Well, baby, if that's what you say you're going to do, honey, go directly to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200 because I'm going to go ahead and keep it a stack, honey. Frump and Dump has done some damage to our democracy. It is ridiculous, a high boo boo shitty mess, and he should, in my opinion, Go directly to jail. Do not pass Mar-a-Lago, Mar the Roche Motel, none of these places. Go behind bars and do what you got to do. All right, players, y'all go ahead and grab your tea and have a seat. Baby, this shit was frumpy to the motherfucking dump. It is a shit show, but I'm going to go ahead and keep it a stack with you. I'm here for it all. All right, players. All right, players. I'm not sure if y'all heard the news, honey, but Jamal Bowman of New York has uh, been charged by the D.C. Attorney General with triggering a fire alarm in the House office building when there was not an emergency. I'm pretty sure y'all remember that that weekend, baby. The magmites of the front of the tank sniffers wanted him to be charged as if he was an insurrectionist. Child, it was a shit show on wheels. Now, according to reports, Jamal Bowman uh, did push on that door and then pull it down. 
I, you know, I didn't see the video. I can't attest to that, but we're going to go ahead and read this report. So um, uh, Jamal Bowman has been summoned to appear in the D.C. Superior Court at 930 a.m. on Thursday, where the congressman is expected to plead guilty. He will also be booked, fingerprinted and processed on the misdemeanor charge if he abides by the conditions of the deal with the D.C. Attorney General's office, including three months of probation. The misdemeanor charge will be dropped. The deal also requires Bowman to provide a formal apology to the U.S. Capitol Police and pay a $1,000 fine for wrongfully pulling the firearm. I'm thankful for the quick resolution um, from the District, Attorney, District of Columbia Attorney General's office on this issue and grateful that the United States Capitol Police General Counsel Office agreed. I did not obstruct nor intend to obstruct any House vote or proceedings, Bowman said in a statement. I am responsible for activating the alarm. I will pay the fine issued and look forward to these charges being ultimately dropped. The D.C. Attorney General's office said in a statement that Jamal Bowman was treated like anyone who anyone else who violates the law of the District of Columbia. They said based on the evidence presented to Capitol Police, we charged the only crime that uh, we have in this jurisdiction to prosecute this sort of thing. He is pleading guilty and he has agreed to the maximum fine. Uh, 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 Jamal Bowman was caught on tape pulling the fire alarm in the Cannon uh, House office building in late September, shortly before the House was scheduled to vote on the governmental funding bill. The building was subsequently uh, evacuated. Um, so they said that uh, in an interview with the U.S. Uh, U.S. Uh, Capitol Police officer after the incident, Bowman said that he was attempting to exit the building when he pushed on a door and pulled the lever next to it, which must have been the alarm. Bowman said that the door was a usual door that he uses and that he did not intend to cause a security concern or disrupt the congressional proceeding. So, uh, that's basically what Jamal Bowman said. He's going to be charged with a misdemeanor, have to pay a thousand dollar fine, and also do three months probation. Listen, him him pulling that fire alarm, no matter what the case may be, he didn't tell anybody after the fact. They had to do an entire investigation. I uh, feel like you know, I mean, you you can't be doing stuff like that. I don't know if he did it purposely or not. If it was an accident, you know, he should have told someone. So, I mean, that that's his bad for not taking responsibility. We are all adults at the end of the day. But, I mean, they should have got Lauren Boba for indecent exposure. And <laughs> let me stop doing the whataboutism because I hate when y'all do that. Y'all upset me when I say when I'm telling y'all something. And then y'all want to say, well, what about well, what about? I just had to do it, honey. Beetlejuice. Anyway, y'all go <laughs> grab y'all tea and have a seat. This next story, I got another sad one for you. Y'all grab your tea, have a seat. We're moving on. All right, players. So this is Miss, and I'm I'm praying that I'm uh, saying her first name correctly. So I'm just gonna call her Miss Wade. After I say it this first time, Miss Betterstein Wade. She had been searching for her adult son since March, when she discovered that her son had been ran over by a police officer, and they buried him. 
and she did not know anything about it. She had been searching for her son for seven months. And she finally found out that he had been ran over by a Jackson, Mississippi police officer. He was killed and they buried him and did not tell her anything, even though she reported him missing. So seven months of searching for her lost son brought Betterstein Wade to a dirt road leading into the woods past the empty horse stable and a scrappy yard. That's where she will find her husband, her son in a grave on the Penelform Road. It has been an excruciating 172 days after the disappearance of her son on March 3rd. She said that's the last time that she saw her son, he left the house. Um, excuse me. Um, on uh, he uh, he left the house on March fifth, just before eight p.m. Um, he was walking across the Interstate fifty five, a six lane highway, when a Jackson Police SUV, driven by off duty corporal, struck him in the southbound lanes. He was deceased. He uh, suffered s severe injuries, including. Uh, to his head, a toxicology report, uh, toxicology report later noted that he had some um, some drugs in the system. Um, an investigator from Hines County Coroner's Office responded to the scene. He did not uh, find an identification on Dexter Wade while examining him, but found a bottle of prescription medication in his pocket that had his name on it. Three days later, on March 8th, the investigator contacted the medical facility that had provided the prescription and received Miss Wade's name as Dexter's next of kin, according to Elliot's case notes. Elliot said that he called the number listed on Mrs. Wade, for Mrs. Wade in the facility records and left a voicemail, but got no response. Uh, Miss Wade confirmed that the number Elliot said he called was correct, but she doesn't remember receiving a call from him and was not able to access her Boost Mobile uh, records to check. Um, so she, uh, so so he went missing on March fifth. She reported him missing um, a few days later to the police. She called them. She called them repeatedly. She was told to post things on Facebook regarding her son the whole time they knew where he was. Um, so the following day, the coroner's office asked the Hines uh, County Board of Supervisors for approval to bury Dexter's remains in Pomper Field at the Hines County Penal Farm. Um, so they, the Board of Supervisors approved that request on April 3rd. Four days later, Elliot called Jackson Police again, um, and, and, and um, there was no new updates on him, so they went ahead and buried him. On March 7th, she posted again after the police told her to on Facebook. She said, Dexter, if you are out there, your kids miss you, your family miss you, we love you, we will always love you. Two days later, Elliot called the police again for an update. That is uh, her family member. And they told her, told him that there was no new updates. They continued and continued and continued to call the police and no new updates. This man has two teenage daughters. Um, he was diagnosed with uh, schizophrenia. Um his mother told them that he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. He had some 
problems with the, you know, brushes with the law and things like that, but it really doesn't matter. None of those things really count. I really don't understand why they were in the report because at the end of the day, that doesn't change the fact that they had a way to identify this man. They chose not to, they didn't do it. And they buried this man and his own mama didn't know where he was for 172 days. And he was actually killed by a police officer. It is the most absurd thing that I've ever heard of in my entire existence of living, that they would bury this man after he was struck by a police officer and not even tell his family after you find a pill bottle with his name on it. Typically on a pill bottle, I mean, it usually has an address. Did anybody attempt to go to the address? Y'all contacted the place where it was, where it was filled at. I mean, you didn't attempt to go to the address. It's the saddest thing I ever heard of. I, I, I just can't even stomach it. I can't even stomach it. How does it happen? Of course, here at the Black Red News, I'm sending my condolences out to the family. Uh, they have filed a wrongful death suit against, uh, against uh, they, they filed a wrongful death lawsuit accusing Jackson officers of excessive force and attempting to cover up their actions and accusing the city of failing to properly train and supervise the officers. The city has denied the claims and said that it isn't liable for what happened. Um, the officer's lawyer said that they acted responsibly and lawfully. A federal judge dismissed some of Ms. Uh, Wade's claims. Others remain pending in state court. Wow. I have nothing. I really have nothing. It's the saddest thing I ever heard. I don't know what I would do if that was DJ. I don't know what I would do. And I'm just sending my condolences out to her and I'm hoping that she gets justice that she deserves because you can't tell me that you couldn't find that boy's mama to tell his mama that y'all ran him over on the interstate. You can't, you, you're not going to be able to convince me of that. It's no way. All right, players. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed this brand new episode of the real tea with double D. I am checking here for any updates on uh on this uh this tragedy that has occurred in um in Maine I don't see anything at this point but I am going to put this picture up once again for anybody that may see this person that may be in that area Auburn and Lewiston area they are asking for you all to shelter in place very important that you do that if you see this person do not approach call 911 they are considered armed and dangerous. This is 40-year-old Robert Card. He is a person of interest. Um, if you do see him, please call authorities, okay? All right, players, I really hope y'all enjoyed this episode of The Real Tea with Double D as much as I, I, I can't even say I enjoyed making this episode. It's very sad, and I'm sorry. I can't even do a play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I, I can't, I can't do it. Just, it's a sad episode tonight. So hopefully the one next week will will be a be better. You guys, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Lisa. Don't make me feel sad in the comments. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. This episode was very sad. Let me see if I can make y'all laugh a little bit before we go. Y'all want me to sing Grifters Don't Grift? I don't know what to do. It's just a somber night tonight. I'm so sorry, y'all. 
I am. I am. All right. I, I love y'all, man. I'm really sorry. And I hope that y'all uh, have a good night and enjoy the rest of your week. And make sure you're following me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Tickety Talk. If you're on TikTok, make sure you engage with my content. They got me shadow banned. Same thing on Facebook. I think it's getting to the end of the year and they just don't want me to make no more money. <laughs> I think that's what it is. They're like, bitch, you don't need to make no more money. Pipe down. We see you got a new house. Pipe down. You, you sit down for a while. Be humble. I think that's what they want. <laughs> All right, players. I hope y'all have a good night. Love y'all so much. And y'all take care. And I will see y'all when I see you. Peace. Thanks for listening to The Real Tea with Double D. Remember to support by following on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And subscribe to the website to keep the tea piping hot at blackcuratenews.com. That's B-L-A-Q-U-R-A-T-E-N.